On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we are hanging out with our good friends Matt and Brian, talking about what it means to be a dad, a dude, a father, and all that good stuff in the crazy times in which we live. Coming at you. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Joel, welcome back to another episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, it is I, Joel, along my, I. my trusty friend, producer, and... Uh, all around good guy. All around good guy, Wandy Wayman. Again? <laughs> I can't say your name correctly anymore. It really, because it, it doesn't have the same ring. Chester. Chester. It's easier, it's easier to say that. Chester right? T. Layman. All right, let's let's just say it, Chester. Chester T. Layman. Hi, everybody. Good to have you back with us. Thanks for joining us here at the Dudes and Dads podcast. Uh, Andy, um, well, here we are. We're uh, the, the day has finally come because we've got we're two, back at it. We're back at it. We've got uh, we're we're hitting a stride, and by a stride I mean we're recording regularly Twi- twice in a two row, two times in a row, uh, <laughs> in the midst of vacations and all of that. But uh, tonight, Andy, we've got we've got our our inner circle here, as we're calling it, the inner circle of yes. of fellow dudes. I I wanted to play the dudes of the square table sound, but you would not let me. You would not have it. No, because Andy doing an, a two minute long uh epic intro to a segment which you're threatening to do now it just it, it i mean for classical music lovers i'm sure it's great but every time you play it i feel the need to fall asleep is i i feel i just want to be honest with you about that so no offense to your lovely music selections but but we need we need to go in a different <laughs> as, we, as they say in the business we need to go in a different direction all right That's, all right i'll tell the producer <laughs> I'll pass your critique along to the the front office. Uh, So, Andy, um, tonight we have with us uh, our good friends, uh, Brian, Chris. Uh, Brian is a, uh, well, he's many things to many people, actually. Um, uh, He is a, he is a dad. He is a, he's a dude. He's a definitely a dude. Uh, He also likes to dabble in uh, underwater photography. So... That's actually not true, uh, but is a photographer uh, here of more of a normal, a nor- I don't know if there are normal photographers, but he is a, he, he is, is one. He is a professional photographer here in the, uh, the Elkhart County area and then, uh, and really does actually travel all over the place. Jets, jet world, setting, jet, world renowned, yeah, world renowned jet setting to far, far away places as well. And then uh, we also have a good friend, uh, Matt Miller that is here also dude, dad, and uh uh high school middle school educator the model for brian's underwater photography also true um uh winner of the 2015 midwest slam poetry contest little known fact (laughs) uh about (laughs) but he is also a poet as well as we we are sharing his poetry recently matt has hit a groove here recently we should talk to him about this uh Matt's I don't know I'm having and maybe it's just the days that we're in I'm having like these strong visceral reactions to Matt's uh, poetry these days I don't I'm like finding myself deep deeper in them so maybe we should talk about that too yes but first hey man what's brewing what's brewing 
All right. So what's brewing, Joel? Okay. Uh, so here's the, here. I'm just going to catch catch you up right to it because I feel like we're at a time where I had like a I had a strong and this is very dudes and dads related, but I had strong cultural awareness the other day. Uh, as maybe I have mentioned, um, uh, well, following my recent baseball related, <laughs> related injury. You, like, by the way, your eye looks better. Yeah, much better. Uh, different glasses. Uh, following the recent injury. So uh, my eldest son, Aaron, who's going to be 11 here in November, we have entered the dark world of travel baseball, which like he has to do the tryouts and things like this for next season. They do winter workouts, all this, right? Well, um, I, uh, we, we, we did these tryouts or whatever. We, we sought out these teams that are in the area. So, cause we were not like, we did not want to travel all over God's green earth to play baseball games. There's a team here in, in the local area that we tried out for. And here's what I want to say. I received a packet, a, a lengthy packet of information about this travel team expressing their philosophy of baseball, which I should say, I fully endorse their philosophy of baseball they're they or they're like you know yes we were playing baseball but we are also developing like citizens good human beings sure absolutely right yeah. that productive members of society this is their this is their which is like yes great okay we're not just out here to have a bunch of 11 year olds win you know win tournaments or whatever but like on the first page um they in detail describe what what i kind of had a sense of but the sense of like the world of youth baseball is basically been massively corrupted uh, as they would call it by what, what they refer to as daddy ball. Gotcha. And, and there was, there was like a, a whole paragraph dedicated to trying to counteract this phenomenon of basically the fact that there's a lot of fathers out there that uh, when coaching their children apparently become abusive and, or, um, uh, unhelpful to the larger, you know, group, the, lar- the larger right. group, the larger, right. the larger team, and the, this is this is like a like an epidemic, so to sure. speak, within youth within youth baseball. And I just had this moment where I'm like, I'm like, I get that, and there are certain. I mean, in coaching little league, I've seen other other fathers where I'm like, I would never, you know, I would never want right. that guy coaching my kid for a number of reasons, both character and competency issues. And but I just thought to myself, I. I am seeking out. Here's what I'm doing. I am seeking out another guy who uh, to to coach my kid because there's a long list of people that I cannot trust to do this. And so now I have to like go on this this quest to find a a, a man or, or you know heck it could be a woman whatever, but to find a person that I can trust to. Uh, be responsible with you know with an 11 year old right to properly coach them yeah and it was just like it was one of these moments where i'm just like this is where this is where we're at this is this is the thing so i i don't say that like i know that sounds kind of heavy and and a little a little (laughs) a little less than happy to start (laughs) off our episode but but here's the deal and this is the thing that i want to just you know as we're all about dudes and dads and being better men better fathers all of that um there is an issue out there there is an issue that um men grown men 
lose the ability to act like grown men in certain competitive environments and particularly when their children are involved in that and that that is a that is a struggle that we're in and so this could be a whole episode of itself. it could be a whole episode of itself in fact i bet you the guys sitting with us tonight would even have maybe some thoughts on it uh on their self i'm guessing they have it someplace uh witnessed maybe a similar phenomenon but anyway that's what's brewing that's what's that's what i've been thinking about uh in the, in the fact that we're we're done with baseball season and yet it feels like we're we're beginning, we're beginning a new one so anyway it, my thoughts awesome there you are. yeah and i i don't really have anything this week for what's brewing i mean we're just trying to get through life uh starting school and stuff and we'll chat about that a little bit more because i think that's a little bit one of our topics it tonight. is one of our topics but uh so i would like to uh welcome to the show both brian chris and matt miller welcome guys hi guys hello Thank you. Mm, thank. That sounded. <laughs> that sounded yeah. It sounded nice. <laughs> I, I felt queued up for a while. I felt. I <laughs> he felt, was waiting the whole I felt time. Very thanked in that moment. <laughs> well, anyways, Matt and Brian are are some of our closest friends. Uh, Joel, we've done a lot of life together. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Going, going back to when we did the home church together, it was our our four families. Um, yes, I at count. The beginning. I the way I like to say it, I met uh, I met Brian first in february of 2001 so that's over 19 years ago and uh matt close to 16 years ago now and uh yes we've done a lot of life together it's been it's been a journey it has but these men sitting with us uh, know us probably better than most and that's why i'm terrified to be here tonight (laughs) (laughs) this may be a good another good one to do a post episode like last week if you've not heard it Last week, maybe I can get thrown under the bus yes, on this. Last one. week, Joel threw me under the bus, just asking my dad a bunch of a bunch of random questions, and it was he fun. delivered. He Chuck Layman delivered. Uh, if you haven't seen that, <laughs> and you're a Patreon, please go over to dudesanddadspodcast.com/slash/bonus. Um, anyways, welcome to the show, guys. Um, I'm glad to have you guys here. Uh, so. Well, um, Joel, if you want to kick us off here, yeah. Um, so first of all, guys, just so we get real acquainted with uh, with the particulars, we like to talk about the dad stats. So, Brian, tell us about your wife. How long you've been married? How many kids you have? And what their ages are? And go. My wife's name is Kimberly, mm-hmm. and we have been married for twenty one years as of earlier this month. That's right. Uh. And uh, my children are Abigail, who is thirteen years old, Asher, who is nine yes that's correct <laughs> and olin who is seven yes brian brian is the brave soul amongst us who has the first teenage girl yes i i yeah i have one teenage boy and soon to be two eli is turning 13 this next week shut so. the front door yeah, actually the day that this episode airs so yeah uh-huh. happy, happy, birthday. Birthday, happy birthday eli birthday eli wow okay uh let's see here and Yes. And so and then Matt, same for you, your wife, how long you've been married and all those kiddos that you have running around. Yeah. Dad's dads. Uh, yes. Courtney and I have been married 17 years and we've got four boys. Uh, Gideon's 12 and Judah's 10 and Hosea is seven and Abel is just her turn six. Awesome. Well, so this is going to be a quick uh, question for you guys. What is one thing that you guys love about being a dad right now? Right now. Ooh. Right now. Ooh. Right now in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> that you're here and they're asleep. <laughs> they are somewhere, asleep. Yes, somewhere they are all asleep. Um, uh, I think the thing that I'm most excited about being a dad right now is um, 
watching my boys enjoy the things that I enjoy. Like during the quarantine time, we've spent a lot of time together. Joel was talking about baseball and I coach tennis and I write poetry and love to read and things like that. And I'm watching each of my boys kind of separately get into those different things. And that's, that's awesome to watch each of them grab one of my loves and, and take hold of it. Brian, what about you? My kids are, all three of them are starting their first year of public school, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yes, but, we will. Uh, but it's really, it's been exciting to to watch them. They are loving it. Abigail doesn't, she's 13. She doesn't love anything. So <laughs> she she's not loving it. But um, but she's doing but she's doing well. The boys are loving it, and so it's really exciting to get to see them branch out and experience something that was very familiar to me and probably most of us growing up, except for you, Joel. Uh, <laughs> Only through third grade was I homeschooled. But anyway, yes, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Uh, just to give context, I mean, uh, uh, your wife Kim, who is a who is a a very gifted. And, uh, well, at one time, a uh, licensed educator. She's um, still licensed. She's keeping that license up. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> Brian's like, we got to have a fallback. Got to have a fallback plan. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, so, who's, but you've been homeschooling since, I mean, really up to this, up to this point. And, um, and, and props to Kim as she listens to this, because my goodness, I think educating, there's enough distance, especially between them, you know, between Abby and, and and uh asher like it would just seem to me as time went on the challenge of like educating an older kid and then i don't know fluctuating between the two i i personally i would lose my mind but uh maybe kim did and that's why you're all in public school teaching your own kids (laughs) at all period you'll lose your mind (laughs) why won't you listen to me yeah so um so we've all made and we've all made all of us here have had to walk through this process recently of deciding how we are going to educate our kids. What, what education for our kids is going to look like right now. Uh, so Randy, you can tell us what what you guys processed and what you were about ready to do and then end up doing. (laughs) Right. So we have all along like, uh, gone homeschool. We've done that, you know, since the very beginning, just like you guys have, um, Brian. And this year we kind of got to the point where we're like, okay, you know, let's, make a change. Let's send our kids to, to public school. And I, um, and so then this whole coronavirus thing hit and it was, it was like, okay, so do we send our kids back to school? We were in the same boat as you guys, you know, had made the decision we were going to do it. Um, but we chose the opposite. We decided to go ahead and do the homeschool thing again this year. Again, we're going to reevaluate that next year. But this year we did that because we were, we, we didn't want to get to the point where kids had to come home and do e-learning and then Julie has to do school as the teachers tell her she has to do it whereas she knows what works yeah. with the homeschool so we decided just to go ahead and do the homeschool again this year the thing that you knew felt better than going into the thing you right. didn't Ab- know and then that may that might right absolutely absolutely you know because you know obviously you know those parents who had to do the e-learning thing last year were it was, it was learning for you guys you guys had to learn what you you know we're doing all the things and i should say just because of uh um shall i say your more rural location uh where are you where are you what are you live? talking about yeah we're in yeah heart of the city there <laughs> which yeah. city is that that's that's it uh my andy, city andy andy's uh the the layman ranch is is 
is out in the middle of it's surrounded by cornfields. And the deal is though, like within the school system that your kids would be, would have been a part of. So last year I had, so I had, <laughs> I have specific memories of when we were all, when the kids were e-learning uh, at the, at within this school system that would be here where his kids would be at, you know, kids were trying to turn in their assignments with, uh, you know, they don't have Comcast, uh, their internet connection cannot sustain larger file sizes, so to speak. And so I have, I mean, I've image <laughs> vivid memories of, uh, kids that were part of this congregation turning in assignments by driving up close to the church to get our Wi-Fi here and like <laughs> sitting in their car and waiting and waiting away. And, and I just thought like that was another piece too, where you would be entering into, all of that business of, right. of trying to uh, trying to, to do the technology thing yeah. and have the internet because that you know I'm working at home you know three out of the five days a week and I'm using the internet pretty exclusively so for us to have to share that with the three kids just would not have worked yeah I boy oh boy that would have been a would have been, been terrible would have been a good time so and then Brian you and Kim you had the conversation yes we are pulling this trigger we are sending these kids to public school I mean what was that what was the process like in your kind of decision making and what you were taking into account? Well, as we went through the last school year, it was kind of it was one of those things where it just seemed like it was time. I, with Abigail hitting eighth grade, you know, it, coming up on eighth grade, starting eighth grade this year, it it just seemed like it was time for her to have other people teaching her and to start getting throw her into the social experiment of school. Yeah, you know, of public school and. Uh, so we had, and then we'd asked the boys, what do you think? Do you want it? And they were like, oh yeah, yeah. We get to spend a day with a bunch of other kids. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, they were all in with both feet. I mean, yeah. yeah, they, so when we, um, when the end of last school year happened and everything got really weird, uh, for people who have their kids in public school, but now we're homeschooling. <laughs> um, we started. We started to question our decision of like, well, should we should we do like like mm. Julie and Andy are doing and keep them home for another year because who knows what they're going to go into, uh, or should we just stick to it? I mean, we're also in the process of moving. So oh, yeah, by the way, and building a building a home, <laughs> right? Building a house and uh, changing school districts. Nothing from, like stress. Yes, right. right. <laughs> Only a little stress. <laughs> uh, yeah. So changing the school districts that we, I mean, moving to schools that we knew really nothing about. And uh, so as we started looking into that more, we thought, eh, we'll just we'll just go for it and see what happens. And so that's what we're doing. And that's what you're doing. It's going well so far. Yeah. So no, no major red flags, no uh, major regrets there. Nope. Then Matt, our, well, our, so our situations are similar, are parallel in what we were because our kids are, well, half of your kids are in the same place. Yep. We are. And uh, how did you guys navigate the decision? What were the, what were the conversations? Well, I think it was a little bit of a simpler decision for us be- than for you guys because I'm a teacher. And so my mm. school system was going back. And so if I wanted to continue to be employed there, I, <laughs> <laughs> you had this. I was you were going back. back. There is and that. Since I was going back, then it's like, well, I guess I have two kids who are at the same school as me. And I guess they'll come back too. And if they're going back, then <laughs> might as well just send everybody back to school because sure. there's nothing to, you know, 
we're already going to be exposed if there's a right, right. virus breakout. So, but th- but that I know just in talking with you, like the idea of going back as a teacher that was stressful for you too, right? For sure, going back as a teacher creates a lot of different stresses. So, um, I mean, regular stresses aside, um, this year there's all sorts of extra details that we're worrying about beyond just uh, trying to educate the the students and. Uh, you know, going back and forth, like my school right now is working on a hybrid schedule of some days at home and some days at school. And do students even know which day it is and <laughs> making sure that we get our assignments right. <laughs> up by a certain time in the day. And uh, that's that's a crazy navigation all of a, all on its own. Yeah, I, I will be honest. In the last several months, I have lost track of what day it is more frequently than ever before, because there is like this. To, is Tuesday any different than Wednesday <laughs> or is it? Yeah. So one bleeds into the other. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brian, what about you though? How is this time brought stress? Like what's your biggest stress right now for you? My biggest stress uh, like as like dad stress or dude stress and or however you want to take let's that. name oh. all of them. Yeah, let's, let's just go. Let's go there. Let's go. Uh, well, uh, dude stress would be generally work stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also on a new health adventure as I am more advanced than you fellows. <laughs> um, well, we, sh- we should say that you are self-employed too. So it's not just that yes. you're a photographer here. You are a self-employed photographer here. Yeah. Yeah. It is Brian Chris photography. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Um, because it'd be weird if it wasn't. It would, right? Wouldn't that be somebody's great? Somebody's doing if that. You, if you came up with an alias and <laughs> named your photography studio after someone else, that would be, That'd be kind Chester. Of, Chester, that'd be kind yeah. of fun. Chester yeah. photography. Chester <laughs> photography. I'm sure that it exists. Probably. Um, what was I talking about? So, stress. So stress. Yeah. Work. Right. So, you're, you're so eating. Work stuff and uh, just, just kind of basic work stuff, dealing with, you know, work stuff. And, uh, and then like, uh, going to the doctor and having him tell me my A1C was an 11 because it goes to 11. <laughs> this <laughs> one goes to 11. Yeah, and so um, choosing not to do medication of any kind there, but mm-hmm. treat it with diet and exercise. Diet and exercise kind of become like a big deal and it takes a lot of planning yeah. Yeah. stuff when I'm used to just like I want the path of least resistance which is usually the Taco Bell drive through right and so there's you know, very little but, resistance there right very <laughs> but, little but uh, yeah so having to try and eat not responsibly but perfect mm-hmm. like yeah. for the next three to six months my goal is to like no compromises eat yeah perfect and so that requires a certain amount of planning or you just end up eating way too much Greek yogurt in one day <laughs> and you know i don't know so dad stress though uh i would i would have to say that my 13 year old daughter which probably like most 13 year olds i'm sure that is micah 14 yet or is he, he still 13? is he's 14 yeah, he's 14 right so i know that you guys have had some similar like i'm sure that everyone with a teenager has had some similar like all of a sudden my child knows everything right and when i even try to impart any kind of wisdom i get the look of like are you kidding me <laughs> yeah are you trying to tell me something mm-hmm. like oh right i forgot you're a whole 13 years old yeah uh so trying to convince 
my daughter that certain attitudes and behaviors are the kinds that when adults have those attitudes and behaviors, nobody wants to be around them ever. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to convince her of that right now. I'm sure she'll grow out of it. I hope she'll grow out of it. But uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of a that's been kind of the dad stress area. Yeah, this this feeling of um, and obviously like I working with youth, I have a, a fair amount of conversations with parents that have like they're like something has changed. We have turned a corner here. Well, it makes me want to know. I need. To, I should have asked my dad this last time he was on. Like, was I like that? Did I? I mean, I'm sure I was. <laughs> yes, you but were. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that that I was yeah. like that. But now looking back on it, I'm sure I was. And there is there is kind of a I don't know. You, you payback. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you 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 grieve a loss a little bit there yeah. in in relation, like in how you're connecting relationally and. And you do you do dream for the day that it will return. And I think it's important to also to continue your relationship going on and like trying to still be close to your to your child. It's like that. I know it's it's hard during these times, right, Brian? I mean, it, like, it, it can be, yeah. yes, very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Well, and you guys are both dealing with your first kid, like right, our first, oldest oldest child becoming a teenager, which is where I'm at next year. But uh, yeah, I mean that's got to be its own. We'll Journey. invite you back on this time next year to right. talk about it. Um, but yeah, it, it isn't. I think it's important to continue pushing through that. But yeah, it's some days are tough. Yeah, those those early teen years. Well, and and what I try to remember, I try to go very scientific about it. Like if you realize like all the things that are going on within them that are like exploding in exploding and change and. And uh, you, you're just like, it's amazing that they don't literally explode as people like, just <laughs> right. completely come come undone. And yeah, I, I think that um, I mean, do you guys feel like in our current like societal issues with these? My perception is, is that everybody is at kind of a low boil uh, <laughs> right? just yes. like at all at all times. Coping range is reduced for <laughs> conflict and things like that. Um, do you feel like I I don't know? Are, is it harder? Is it harder to parent right now? I mean, is does it feel harder or different to parent in the kind of the atmosphere that we're in? Well, I think like Courtney and I are at a low boil a lot of the times because like the two of you together like, uh, I mean, against each other, not against each other. No, just I was hoping you'd say yes because we get to dive into that. But anyway, go, <laughs> you know, keep going. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I love my wife. Everything's fine. It's great. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. No, but there's but there's like uh, every decision that, that you make about your kids or your activities as a family, it seems to be fraught with uh you know, either judgment from outside sources or from your from yourself feeling like just doubt. Yep. Uh, so I, I feel the low boil. And then like when a kid has the audacity to question that choice <laughs> that we've made. <laughs> Not knowing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To think mm-hmm. that they know better at seven years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you've been. I have a seven year old yeah. who likes to do that. Yeah. And and th- you've gone through such a journey to come to this. That That's the other thing. Like right now. Right. You've gone through such an emotional journey to come to the decision that you have. You have a ton invested into that decision. And then it's so like, right. You have these little these little monsters that like just are like just 
they don't care about any of the journey that you've gone on to make that decision or come to that place. It seems like it's yeah. like, no, it's like, no. Well, and they don't know what all is going on in your guys' yeah. head as a yeah. parent. So they, they can't know, but yeah. yeah, it's uh it's just one of those, I don't know. Like right, right now, I just think the, oh gosh, yeah, the, that low boil sort of experience. I mean, I, I, I woke up. Well, so we're having, um, we're having bedtime issues right now. Like this is something we are, we're, we're, we'll be at dinner. We'll be at the dinner table. This is what I, this is what I do. This is what I do. Every, we're at the dinner table. We're having dinner and I will say, okay, kids tonight, you will be, our kids bedtime is eight 30. You will be in your beds in your beds at eight 30. This means, this means you've gotten every glass of water that you will possibly ever need for the rest of the night. <laughs> you have thoroughly brushed. All of you have thoroughly brushed your teeth. You have all given us the hugs and kisses that are necessary for you to go off to sleep. You have, uh, you have adjusted the, uh, the airflow in your room accordingly. I mean, all things have been taken care of because at eight 30 dog on it, you will be in bed and you will be quiet. Does everyone understand this? Yes. Does everyone understand there will be consequences if you do not do this? Yes. Okay. We've all heard the same thing, right? Yes. Everyone. <laughs> it's nine 45 and I am coming unglued because I have done everything I possibly can to prepare them for the, and, and follow through on the expectation. And, uh, what was it like the other night? Uh, we walk in and the, uh, the aquarium is rearranged in the boys room. And I'm like, you thought you'd do some late night aquarium <laughs> adjusting. You'd like that just came to you uh, at nine o'clock or they whatever. were trying to do underwater photography. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were dabbling in the underwater photography. Um, no. And so I just, but I, and I realized like, it, and like, I am, I am screaming. I am absolutely screaming. I am like, I have, because in my mind, it's like, I did everything I could do to make the, to give the expectation to make this go well. And they have just completely disregarded what I have said. And I feel like I am losing control over this situation and I'm being held hostage in my own home. And on top of that right now, it's like, I need, I just need some peace and quiet and God forbid I should have like 20 minutes to have an adult conversation with my wife before Jackie just because Jackie has narcolepsy and she loses consciousness. I mean, very, very quickly, <laughs> like just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel you. I'm about the same way out out. This is why we don't let her drive uh, any time after 3 p.m. Um, when I'm when I'm in the vehicle, I mean, she wants to take her whole life in her hands. It's it's her own thing. But uh, so but I, I like I'm realizing like I'm having this like out of body experience like, you know, when I'm like, what? But clearly there are other fa- there are other factors that are that are playing into this when I'm realizing that I'm like I'm reacting this way, but it's uh it's a reality, I think, for all of us. And then, and then on top of that, this is true in our families. It's like then to go out into society and interact with other adults who also might make us feel are having their own issues. Yeah, are having their own issues. Um, do you do you guys feel like? And maybe you've experienced something recently. Like, are we in short? Are we in short? Uh, in short supply of grace and mercy with each other right now? Like. Does that feel like that's harder than normal? Brian's like, I, I, I never give grace or mercy. It's yeah, right. So, so there's no change. <laughs> there's no problem. No change. No. Uh, I have not 
experienced a lot of that. I there like early on in the COVID thing mm-hmm. when they were first saying, "Oh, you should wear masks." I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, and I'd go to the store and like at certain places, like I felt like people were judging me, sure. you know. And and I was like, at first I was kind of like, "Well, screw you guys." I mean, <laughs> yeah, who are you yeah. looking at? Yeah. Uh, and then after a while, I was like, you know what? I I get it. People are freaked out because if they're reading the news at all big big mistake sure you know right because then you're really freaking out yeah and so i thought okay i could have grace for that but my initial reaction was not that Mm -hmm. and so i think that i think that yeah that there's probably a decent amount of grace shortage going around because it's everything is so charged right now yeah you're on one side or you're on the wrong side of everything (laughs) right and yeah. uh, and that's just tiresome. Have you guys have you guys stopped watching the news, or maybe you never started to begin with? I never started. Like I I for the longest time I haven't watched news. Occasionally I'll read through it on my phone, but even then I try to just scroll through it. And you know we started watching it like we we were not news watchers until COVID hit last winter, and then we started watching. Um, I don't know. But then when August hit and school started and it had all of its own complications, it was like, no, I don't have time for any, right. anything else now. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 I mean, it, and the other thing is, is like uh, exposing our, like, so have you guys, have you guys had a concern or been watching out for like the influence of media news or whatever on your kids? Like what, like how have you yeah like have you had to do anything about that have you adjusted anything with what your kids are taking in i mean i think for us we have discussed it just like we have with anything else if they if they've seen anything if they've heard anything i mean granted especially during this covid time you know our kids weren't out and about with other kids um but you know during non-covid times they were out and about with a lot of other kids but they still see things and they're still influenced by other people like their grandparents and aunts and uncles and, and other people that they're, yeah. that they are in contact with. And so right. we'll from now and then catch them saying something and we'll be like, wait, 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 hold on. Like you have to have a fa- family yeah, fact check yeah, moment. Like you can have right. your opinions and that's fine, but know what you're saying when you yeah. say things like that. Yeah. We've done the same. Much the yeah. same. But. Yeah. Having to, uh, you know, well, and it's funny now because the kids are in, the kids are in school, and and now everything is like every other word out of their mouth right now is 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 corona, <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, you know, and there's nothing. It's so funny. There's nothing more hilarious than hearing a four year old say, uh, <laughs> just yeah, just saying corona all the time. <laughs> the, the other day we were where were we at? We were somewhere out, and Hattie's mask fell. Oh, we were. We were at the beach on our, our Michigan trip and we were going up, Hattie and I were going up to the bathroom and I, so we put her mask on and it fell off and she's like, fine, I'm just going to get the Corona. <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'm just going to get the Corona. Fine. Just going to get it. Um, yeah, Matt, how about you guys talking with kids, news media influence? All I that. mean, our kids haven't had a whole lot of news media influence. They get most of their like influence on that stuff from relatives and you know other kids at school but we haven't been at school so really we've just heard some filterings the last week as our as our couple of kids who are at school have come through stuff but it hasn't really like they have not had a lot of 
exposure. Now we've had family talks trying to like expose them to like, here's why we're doing what we're doing or, you know, even with the social justice stuff that broke out this summer too, like here's why this is important to pay attention to. Right. Um, But they haven't really come across it on their own, which in a lot of ways feels like a blessing. Right. Yeah. Like I want them to be kids who, you know, are aware, um, but it feels good to be able to, to explain things to them right now. Do you think our kids will look back, I don't know, five years from now on 2020 and it will like, what do you, and I we're prognosticating here as we're in, you know, the late August, but like, what do you think they'll actually remember? And I, this does have something to do with their age probably too, but like, what do you think the, what do you think the takeaway is for them? Cause I, I know there's, there's a lot of parents right now, and this may be of older kids who are, are worried about kind of a long-term scar basically of, of what this experience has been. And I think of, I mean, I immediately think of our graduating seniors this past year that basically like every, every awesome thing that's supposed to happen in the spring didn't for them. And that's, that well, is a loss, but, and I think even for us, for our kids, they're going to remember like we had to make a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's been hard for me as far as like changing our plans and our, our vacations and things like that and kind of going fluid like, okay, well, this is going to change because we can't do this. Let's push it back. Wait, we're changing again. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me, that's been that for me, that's been tough. And so I know that's for my kids because they were looking forward to to those same vacations. And so it, I think, I mean, to answer your question, I think that that will be one of the things that they're going to remember. And it, I think the other parts of it will probably depend on how much of this new normal stays normal. Right. As opposed to what goes back to what it was previous. So that's yeah, what I think. I think my kids remember will remember that they didn't get to do all the stuff that they like to do in the summer. Yeah. There's camps and they didn't get to go play tennis with Matt at bright times and Mm -hmm. they don't, they didn't get to go to spring Hill and they didn't get to do all the stuff that they wanted to do. And my daughter just feels like this is very unfair. It's so unfair. And I'm like, you did. I mean, they're like the high school seniors is like, or people like who, worked their whole life to like get to a point where they were really going to kill it on this like last year right. that they have to yep. do high school sports or something. Right. They were going to nail it. And then all of a sudden they get that taken away from them. You know, it's like you, what you're right. missing is like, this is not as big a deal as you, as you think it yeah, is. The, the perspective and context. But I little, think that she'll still yeah. look back on it and feel like, Oh, the injustice. <laughs> I didn't get to do the things I wanted. I mean, she and I go to Cedar point every spring Yes, and we didn't get to do that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just one of the many things that she'll look back on and go that year was the worst because yeah. I didn't get to do all these things that I was expecting to do. But I wonder, I wonder though, like in once they become adults, like how much of this is going to matter? Like I remember a lot of things in high school for me that I was like, this is either terrible or we're going to be best friends forever. And now I'm like, what? Like, who are you? And so I wonder once our kids become adults, if this will just be another like, oh, that wasn't that great of a year, but it was okay. Or if it's going to be this, this is terrible. I think it'd be interesting to see how history treats this year. I mean, if, if we look, if we look back on it and go, oh boy, maybe we overreacted a little bit. Yep. then I think they might look back on it and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, they, we didn't do a lot of things. But if they look back on it and history looks back on it and goes, oh, this was a terrible time in America, you know, then they might they might, they might look back it. on it with a little more intrepidation too. I, don't, I think that that'll have an effect. 
I think it'll be interesting to see if, yeah, if we are at a, if we're actually at a crossroads or a turning point year, or if this is a, you know, <laughs> a blip that, you know, and then, right. Um, it, yeah, time, time will tell, but I, uh, I, I don't like my boys right now. And this is part of, I mean, their, their ages, I mean, you know, 11, uh, 11, well, almost 11, nine and seven and Molly's four. I think it's just, like for them, it feels like this is just going to be like a slightly unfortunate uh, series of events. Like, yeah. like that's how they're experiencing it. And I mean, for the most part, like, so we've got our three boys are in school. Two are in regular elementary. One is online only for right now, just because of uh respiratory issues and so and and his doctor was like yeah we just don't have the data on how he will react if he were to have any problems so we would just recommend and it's like i guess that's the scientific approach that will take you don't know you're the specialist so we'll just play it this way but um but yeah there it's just like i mean for him for matthew who's at home it's like not great it's not great and i should just say i i don't mean to be i don't i don't mean to be critical don't mean to be a complainer but i'm just gonna throw this out there if we had to do e-learning last spring and we knew the technology issues what we were gonna have to do to make that happen and we are six months later now and I'm experiencing the same issues that we did back then. I just have to ask, um, is, is the high school AV club running our technology <laughs> department in, in within the school system? And, and, and I, I just don't know. I, I can't, I can't quite figure it out, but my, my recent, like the things that have recently pushed me over the edge is like Andy Lehman on that right now. Well, it's like, uh, this has just happened enough. And, and I should say to all, our, all of our educators out there that are doing online format, you people are our saints. Uh, I, you know, Matthew's teacher right now, God bless her, super patient, having to work through the, the challenges that she's already had to work through. It's in, incredible, but it's like, yeah, it's just, it is such a, like when you show up in the morning and like all of the things that are supposed to be on their virtual dashboard have just suddenly disappeared overnight and they're not there anymore. And you're like, uh, what am I, you know, what am I supposed to do? So I think that's the, uh, that's the piece right now. I, we're, it's 2020 Andy. I mean, I know like how, what's what? What happens? Do do magic fairies just Reboot come it. in? Just turn it off just, and back on. You know, when when Brian was uh, worked for the school system, um, he just told people to to kick the side of their machine, and and it worked often. Uh, you would be surprised <laughs> how often it worked. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I just that's been my that's been my big thing of like. Those were great phone calls, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure they were. <laughs> so it's not working. What I did. open your hand, hold it up. Now get next to the computer and smack <laughs> it. Seriously? Yes. Yes. Dead serious. I'm so serious. Just anyway. hit that machine. See, but that's the problem. You can't smack anything that's within exactly. the cloud. You know what? So, right. And that's smack the cloud. That's our issue. 
Andy, is that we can't physically hit something to make it work anymore. And that is what I'm, that's actually what I'm really upset about is, is that's the issue. Um, so Matt, right now you are in an education setting teaching of all people, middle schoolers. Yeah. Um, how do and, you do it? And, and yes, sir, <laughs> sir, please. Sir, tell, how do you do that? Tell, tell us the, in a, so you are, you're on, you're on premises some and off premises. It's a yeah, hybrid. So, yeah. So currently this week we were at home all week mm-hmm. uh, as a precaution um, because of stats in the community. But next week we're back to, well, and actually, I mean, this is the crazy part, right? Like, so the seventh and eighth graders, which I teach, were at home all week, but our fourth and fifth graders are at school and our 11th and 12th graders are at school. Um, for part of the week. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so everybody's dealing with crazy schedules right now. Right. And I'm, I mean, that's probably the hardest, the hardest part, but go on with your question. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will. Um, what in the online learning format, what are you losing? I mean, what's, what's being lost? Well, I think the definite thing that's lost is any, like classroom interaction. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even as you like Zoom is actually kind of a wonderful platform in that it like lets you do things that an educator would do. So it lets you split people up into groups and it lets you like show documents and you can work on things together and you can show videos within it and all sorts of stuff. Um, but students tend to look at a computer screen for about five minutes and glaze over. I mean, I do too. So I'm not like right. not on students about this, but it's very easy to go check your email when the teacher is giving you instructions. Uh, and then when you're supposed to talk with a group, you don't know what you're supposed to talk about because you didn't hear what the what yeah, the teacher yeah. just said to you. Yeah. So I mean that's that is a huge is a huge obstacle is all the just distractions and things like that, that, that can be at home. And then, and then also just like right now, one of the problems is, are we going to be knowing whether we're going to be back in school or not? So like, are we going to, in the, in the spring was almost easier because we knew for two months we were home. Yeah. Right Right now now it's like the day to day or week to week. It's changing, which is great because we want to get back in school as fast as we can. But at the same time, it makes it hard to know what's coming and so yeah. we've, I guess we've talked a lot about things that are, are negative and are stressing us out. What's one thing guys right now that's bringing you joy? Both dads or dudes or maybe nothing. Maybe you don't have anything to answer and that's fine too, but joy. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I, let's, and here's the deal. Let's uh, give a little bit of a specification. So this is we're we're counting joy as being different than happiness. Um, so, yeah, something that is maybe producing an uh, a larger overwhelming sense of uh, of well being of of like we're gonna we're gonna make it um, spiritually speaking a, a a God is with me sort of sense um, yeah yeah what are what are those what are those things because I'll be honest I, I set this question up in our <laughs> I set this question up in our show notes and then I was like. I don't know if immediately I know the like for, for yourself for myself. Right. So it got me, it got the wheels turning for me um, about what is, uh, yeah. Cause if, you know what? Cause 
happiness needs to be put on the shelf right now. And these right. days, like if I'm like, oh, what's my daily, what's my daily happiness quotient or whatever? Uh, man, that is that's a like a snake on beer. You know, that's just that's uh, that's all over the place. But you know, when it comes to uh, joy, like working toward this kind of larger sense of like groundedness or whatever. What is that? What's that? What's that thing? Or what would what would we like that thing to be? I guess. Where is that yeah. coming from? Hmm. My recent diet changes, mm-hmm. extreme as they have been, uh, have made a huge difference in my health. Yeah, and like how I I feel my emotional health too. And uh, while the last two days have not been so great, um like all the days in the three weeks before that have been like really, really good. And I'm just feeling really great and encouraged and like, yeah. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been really great. I said last two days though, it's like, okay, why is it, why is it not the same today? Yeah. It's been so good. And now I'm, I'm still, I'm still eating the same, you know, I'm still nothing changed in like what's going in food or beverage wise so it's like why is it different today and i don't know why but um so, but that's been that's been an interesting that's had an interesting effect on my life because i deal i've dealt with so many emotional things depression type issues throughout my life that you know have not been like super serious but the, serious enough that they you were not running at full the, right yeah. they, they they mess with me and um and I never really ever considered, like if somebody would have said to me a long time ago, oh, you know, it's probably because of what you're eating. I would have been like, yeah, thanks for your... <laughs> thanks there, Swami. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, yeah. I'm going to have another donut. <laughs> uh, but uh, so it's been good. But on like the joy side, um, I've been working on music again. Mm, yeah. And like over the last couple of days, I have like recorded a song that really rocks and it like yes. I, I listened yes. to it. I was, I was late getting here because I was at home listening to it. And so I was you like, know, nice. you know, yeah. and by the way, I should just put this out there. Brian is, uh, I was going to say the most self-critical person that, that I know. I don't, and I don't mean that in a overtly negative sort of way, <laughs> though it sounds just very harsh. Under the little bit. Yes. Yes. Overtly yes. negative. It sounds really harsh when I say it. Uh, Brian, I mean, Brian would agree. He is his, he's his own worst critic on things. So even to hear I'm just my own most accurate critic. Oh, there. See, that's I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm a realist. That's what he's saying. Um, to hear Brian say that about about something that he's involved in, I like I know that we're we're in we're in serious territory here. It, but I <laughs> I mean I'm I'm expecting like Zeppelin to come out of the speakers nice. from what what he's playing. So music, so music, creative pro, I mean creative process is is it is it the creating of something new? Like what is it if you were to like really dissect the and get kind of cerebral about it? I think it, it's kind of the place that it's coming from. Because it feels like um, normally, like my whole life, I've wanted to do music and I like mm-hmm. creating music. But over the last, I don't know, decade, um, I have done very, very little of that. I've been in some bands, but I, I've done very little of that. And I attribute a lot of it to stress. Yeah. And the emotional like, oh, I'd really like to do some music, but uh, why? Yeah. You know, and then I don't do anything. And... um 
and so over the last several weeks i mean i did i did write and record a song uh during during like the the quarantine shutdown stuff because i had nothing else to do right, so, right. I mean, there was there was a gap in my schedule yeah and so i did do some of it then but like right now it just feels like it's coming from a place of hey I've got all this energy and I'm not feeling like I'm 10 feet underwater. Yes. Like when I'm doing underwater. underwater (laughs) And uh, so I'm thinking, what should I do? I've got all this energy. What should I do with it? I'm like, Oh, I know I should grab my guitar and plug it in and turn on some distortion and make noise. And, and it's been, it's been therapeutic. Yeah. Good. Now, what about you? Uh, well, I'd say two things are bringing me joy. One has been, um, my marriage, um, Courtney, oh, sh- oh, shut up. Great I know, right? answer. I know. <laughs> Great answer. I know, I know. Uh, just trying to be honest. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm just trying to, just, uh, try just to, yeah. trying to be just honest. Just keeping it real. <laughs> uh, we have found ourselves on the same page a lot during like the coronavirus stuff and just being really grateful for that um, because we watch other people, um, you know, that we know that are not on the mm-hmm. same page sure. or maybe don't even have the same goals. Um, yep. As they may not even have the same book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the same page. Yes. So, uh, that's been really, really a blessing. And then like Brian, the creative process stuff. So, um, you know, quarantine happened last April, which also happened to be national poetry month. And the more, you know, yeah. So I, t- I took on a poetry challenge of writing uh, a poem a day throughout April. And then, um, I don't know. I I feel like I'm a person who needs a lot of affirmation. Like that's something. And um, throughout Pause. This, that last one that you published, that killed, got published, killed, loved it, killed, loved it. <laughs> it was good. Thanks. Um, it was fantastic. It was okay. amazing. Thanks Can for the you? affirmation. Thank you. <laughs> Go on. I'm just glowing now. Thank you. Uh, no. I, so then, a couple of those have been picked up by journals and published, and that feels really life giving as well. Because it's great to go through the creative process, but it's really nice to have someone else say that's good. So is thank this, you for saying that's yeah, good. Is this creative process for you though? Is this coming out of this present time? Like I'm, I'm trying to find the silver linings in the dumpster fire that we have been navigating, and I'm like, like I'm trying to find the silver lining for myself. Like, what am I discovering about myself? What am I, what am I seeing? What are new insights that I have? you know, in these quarantine times in these in limited social interaction times, all this sort of stuff, like, do you feel like the poetry came more alive for you or was it just the opportunity that, that afforded? And it was like sort of, was yeah. it hibernating in there and just kind of have like, what do you think happened? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both actually. I mean, that's a cop out answer, but um, the, the time was important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like everything slowed down. Um, even, even though I was teaching school there, were gaps in the day and stuff like that. So, so there was, there was more time, but I also think that like the, you know, I've heard lots of people say that the, the COVID stuff like has revealed what was already there. And I think that like in the creative process, like it revealed what was important to me. And so that's what I started writing about. Right. And so like a lot of my poems have been about my kids and, uh, yeah, about stuff like that. And so um, I think that that's a big part of why it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, 
I mean, if this is if this is God's just giant reset button, I mean, I I don't mean to want to sound critical, but he, I feel like he could have done a few other things differently. But uh, <laughs> you know, but there is this like this reveal, yeah, revealing of you know of things, and um, I have, I mean, I know for myself personally, because this is what I do. Like I talk, you know, I talk for a living, and I talk both one on one and in front of larger audiences and it's on like this podcast you talk yeah, for our millions of listeners um and uh and what i've what i've noticed is within my like within myself a a sense of um i just i want to be like like i think we are i think we're deeply so i think this whole thing has un sort of it has exposed our need for connection because we really it's we've really been taken away from i mean it's really been taken away from us where we've had no other no other choice you know during during the corn like the stay at home order stuff like i felt like i was living i told jack i'm like i feel like i'm living on a houseboat like like we we rode ashore for supplies and then we come back and we're like we're here and we're just trying to like find our own corner of the houseboat to try to like do our thing and and not be on top of each other, but felt that isolation, but really like really started paying, uh, paying attention to. Yeah. My words, how, you know, how I'm, how I'm communicating, how I'm communicating and, and things like that. And, and I, yeah, just the focuses have been different. The, the taking the time. And I just, I just wonder, it's like, how much stuff are we, I know this is like a big question, but it's like, how much stuff are we missing that is inside of us that apart from this season would, would go on, you know, and that's good, bad and otherwise, you know, but would go on unnoticed if we hadn't slowed down. And I think it's interesting in following our conversation, you know, last episode about Sabbath, you know, Sabbath and rest and, and, and slowing down. Um, I, as, uh, the great rabbi Abraham Heschel once said, find Sabbath or it will find you. And, uh, and when he meant when Sabbath finds you, if and he goes, he goes on to say Sabbath finds you in sickness and in, and in, and in death, basically like it, you pursue it and you can name your terms, but if it has to come after you, uh, you don't get to be picky about how it, you know, how slowing down finds you. And so, yeah, I just I noticed that this is a season of opportunity and I and I hope people are thinking about it that way and I know it's hard to think about it that way especially I mean we're talking from a place we are all all of us are gainfully employed at this point that is not the reality for everybody. Um there are other stresses that are on mm-hmm. uh, on on folks and relationships. Um and it maybe it can be hard for some people to feel like this is an opportunity or that this is a season for things but um yeah, I just I'm I feel like we're all paying attention to things a little bit differently where we are noticing things a little bit differently and uh, it's good uh, though hard but anything worth doing I think you guys will agree with me anything worth doing is hard right I think or you're doing it wrong that, that's another possibility you could just be doing it wrong it's <laughs> right. un, very, and it's un, real and it's unnecessarily hard but cool cool well hey before we let them go though Jenna. yes it, Yes, you know, we do know what time now it is. Now it's time for dudes and dads pop 
quiz. Yes. Yes, it's the pop quiz time. So I didn't know there would be a quiz. Yes. There, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's pop, a pop quiz. quiz. You're not supposed to know, Brian. Dang it. Yeah. Get, get your number two pencils out. Let's make sure they're sharpened, kids. Uh, so this is where we're, well, you know, here's the deal. Andy, I think you can ask Brian and I'll ask Matt. Do you want to just do it that way? Yeah, let's do that. Let's so you can fire. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll make you ask him four questions. I'll ask Matt four questions. If you got five questions in the tank, feel free. The, All right, no, those, four. I'm, I'm good at four. You're good at four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and not a question the, more. The energy tonight. I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm not feeling a five question. <laughs> right. Pop quiz. I'm feeling more of a four question. All right. Go. So Brian, first question. Uh, where did you take Kim on your first date? Well, I met her at Applebee's where mm-hmm. she was working. Yes. And so that's then, where you went to And on? then we went to Callahan's. Oh. At like one o'clock in the morning. We yes. drove around <laughs> South Bend and Elkhart and uh and then ended up taking her home at like six o'clock in the morning. That was our first date. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> All right, Joel. Still weird. Uh Matt. Favorite poet currently alive favorite poet currently alive tanya runyon uh she is a poet who takes scripture and meditates it into her everyday life and she's got young kids and i love the collision of that tanya we should put a link we should put a link in the show notes tanya tanya awesome uh mr brian chris who is your favorite musician right now alive favorite musician right now alive billy corgan yes he's barely alive but i'm I'm kidding it's he's fine he's only about as old as brian that's true he is older than me he's not dead yet yeah billy corgan is he doing like is he doing i don't even know what he's doing is he doing solo touring with smashing pumpkins oh is he he's with the pumpkins yeah Mm -mm. Mm -mm. saw the show last year it was amazing did you? He came Did. out with a cane. Went to Chicago, saw it at United Center. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But you, hey, guys, remember when there were concerts? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Ouch. Hey, kids, we used to go to large venues where multiple people would sit very close to each other and listen to music. And I know. Sweat. We'd sweat. Hey, we'd sweat and we'd scream at each other. It was great. True story here. I went to a concert during quarantine, uh, visited relatives out in Colorado, and there was a concert at a park outside. Yes. 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 And the cops came and shut it down. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you rebel, you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Matt, uh, my next question is going to be a uh, little known fact. It was, I didn't bring this up because I have I have feelings about it. Uh, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's family, uh, I didn't even use the V word. They're vegans and they, or they eat, I should say, you, you. <laughs> we are Cheegans. Cheegans. Cheating vegans. Cheating vegans. That's that's great. Uh, gosh, I, we literally we've upset everybody now because the vegan crowd was like, oh, yay. And then they hear that. And now it's like moo. And we don't <laughs> they say moo. They say moo. <laughs> that's boo? They say. Boo. When they get mad, they're like moo. Uh, Matt, what is your what's your go to vegan dish right now? Oh, peanut curry. Peanut well, actually, curry. actually, any type of curry, but peanut curry the best hundred percent. And I, I will say I'm with you on this because it's, that's my fave as well. So peanut curry it is. Okay, Andrew. All right, Brian, I had to change because I was thinking you're not drinking pop right now or I can't right. even ask you about what your favorite pop is. So no, I'm not going to ask you that. I'm going to ask you, um, what is your favorite thing to do for recreation? 
He's like, do you know me? What, what is recreation? Uh, okay, fine. I like to work. I, I, I work. Fine. If you're no, okay. If we're hanging out as the four of us mm-hmm. and we're like, let's go do X. What is that that we're doing? Ecstasy? No, no, no. no. Let's fine. go do X. <laughs> I mean, that would be weird. No, no, no. For us to if do that. If we were That's going to do something, <laughs> what would we do as the four of us? What would we do? Oh, my goodness. Um, that's a great question. I have no idea what we would do. I, if I were thinking of like, what would I want to do? Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. It'd probably be eat donuts and drink beer, but I, <laughs> but I can't do that yes, right now. Right. Um, okay. Or gotcha. probably ever again. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. So, that went dark quickly. <laughs> ever get, it's dead to me now. I like when I give you a hug. I'm sorry. Brian. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Gotcha. Uh, Matt, let's see here. What's uh, what's next on the uh, on the question list? Um, I want to get deep into Matt's soul. That's really where where I want to. I want to rest. Uh, you're, you're going deep. I'm keeping it light. With like, you are. What do you you are. Uh, well, yes. And peanut curry. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how deep peanut curry is. I mean, with, it's with, got a lot of complex flavors. Yeah, so. It's, it's kind of it's more uh, What's uh, what's your go to? Uh, <laughs> what's your go to Netflix uh, watch right now? Oh, right now. I don't know. I. I would say my go-tos are probably the standards like the Parks and Rec and the gotcha. Office and Community. Which, and by such. the way, I'm two episodes from finishing the the Parks and Rec. Like we watched, we binge watched the whole thing. We're two episodes. It is emotionally ta- that last season is emotionally taxing. Uh, yes, of Parks and Rec. Yes, yes. yes. I loved their special though during quarantine. That was amazing. I loved the Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Gotcha. All right, so I'm gonna break out a oldie but goodie. But oh, <laughs> deep in the archives of the dudes yeah. and dads pop quiz. I ask it a lot though. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Uh, favorite or first car? 1977 Mustang Two, which is a glorified Pinto. <laughs> so the the late the late 70s Mustangs. For those that don't know, were s- terrible. Something went very wrong. Very very wrong. Was this was this during like the oil embargo stuff? Like was this? <laughs> there was an oil embargo in the four cylinder engine yes, of my Mustang yes, yes. because it died right outside of my high school. Like right as I was leaving school, there's like two ways. Two there was one road, two directions. Yes. And I'm going up the bridge to take one direction out of school and smoke just starts billowing out from under the hood and the car stops moving oh, and no. everybody from school is behind me oh. and has to drive around me now oh. because I'm stranded in the middle of the road. Did you just like crawl under the seat. And I walked away. You're like <laughs> your life dead is, serious. Your life's a teen out. movie. It's a teen movie. Right I there. got out and I walked away. <laughs> I can't I be seen to the car. I can't be seen with this car. 1977. <laughs> It was a dark year for Mustangs. Well, it was a this, dark year for Brian. Too. Well, yeah, it was. And this was like in 1988 or 89. Gotcha. So, I mean, it was it wasn't in the 70s. Sure. But the but the Mustang was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. I did not know that about you. That's so great. There you go. Uh, Matt, my final question to you uh, on the dudes and dads pop quiz is. Um, uh already asked food questions i've asked i know about i i have a i here's the thing i know about matt's car history because i have inherited almost all of his previous <laughs> <That's laughs> <That's correct. laughs> so i believe that you did get my first car. car that's true a beautiful and i Wait. love that car by the way 
90, a 92 uh, Accord mm-hmm. uh, four-door. But that's Loved something, it. Joel, you and I have in common. We've both inherited vehicles <laughs> from Matt. Gosh, we have swapped vehicles around. Like, it's not even, it's not even funny. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's see. What's, uh, so apart from any poetry that you have read recently, uh, we'll just say, let's just say, uh, let's just say favorite, favorite book in recent memory that you have that you have read or partially read. I'm not even going to make you qualify how much of the book you've read, but you're like, Oh, this was, this was good. Well, I read, um, like in the nonfiction kind of devotional category, I read irresistible by Andy Stanley this summer Yes, and really enjoyed that as a book that like puts words to things you were already thinking. So not new thoughts, but like, Hey, look, somebody wrote down the things that I thought. Um, and I really love books like that. In the uh, entertainment, I read a book that I don't remember the name of this summer, and it was about uh, walking the um, the Camino de Santiago. Yes. In, uh, but it was a fictional book set there. And is there a movie made after this fictional book? Uh, probably. It was kind of a famous like pop fiction book. So okay. So it was about like a man and woman falling in love type story as they both walked, but had enough depth to. Right to sustain you to sustain me. Yeah, wasn't a, wasn't a chick. wasn't a chick book. No, it didn't have a it didn't have a, a scantily clad woman and a and a, bare, and a bare-chested man <laughs> and a on cowboy the front on of the cover. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, hey. I mean, I think there was a cowboy in the uh, oh well in, in the book yeah. somewhere. <laughs> that makes it feel okay then. I guess <laughs> good. Well, guys, we thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It's been so long since we've got together. We've just done a lot of Marco Polos between the, between That's us. Right. So it was good. so nice to get together and hang out with you guys. So thanks for coming out. Uh, guys, you can find this and all of our episodes over at dudesanddadspodcast.com. If you want to help us out, dudesanddadspodcast.com slash support. You can become a Patreon. You can donate. You get extra bonus stuff. It's we don't take Bitcoin. We don't take Bitcoin, no. <laughs> Uh, also guys uh, in the show notes today uh, Matt and Brian they have interesting stuff they have not interesting stuff about their lives but they also have interesting stuff so you can find all that <laughs> in the show notes over at dudesanddadspodcast.com uh, guys we appreciate you we love you thanks for showing up thanks for listening until next time grace, grace and, and peace, peace.